Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from Weatherford, Oklahoma. So this morning, a lot of thoughts going through my head as far as different topics that I could talk about, the different places, the different clinics and the different groups and the challenges at times are, are a little bit different, but in the same way, real similar. Everywhere I go, good horses. You know, I knew there was a lot of good horses in the country, but you know, this year my clinic schedule has been busier. We've scheduled more events than we've ever scheduled and and most of those events have been full. And you know, so I've got to see a lot more trainers and riders, horse owners and horses this year than than I have in years past and it's just incredible the horsepower that's out there. The development of it, you know, the mental and physical development of that horsepower, everybody's doing a better job. People that I see at my events, they're definitely doing a better job because they're making that commitment to get better. They're making that commitment even, and there's no guarantee, you know, there's no guarantee when when they come to my clinic or anybody else's event that that it's going to be life-changing. I mean, they're taking a chance, you know, they're, they're basing that decision off of, you know, my reputation and, and, you know, the information that's out there. It, it's like I tell people all the time, there's so many resources out there. You, the only difference in them is maybe the way they're presented, the way it's taught, lots of talented people out there. You know, you just have to decide whose presentation you like and whose program you like and and uh you know a lot of them end up at at the very similar end result one of the things i always say is it's so enjoyable at my events to get to work with the people that i work with because they're already in the mindset that they're looking for that next tool that they can put in their toolbox that'll help them get to another another stage or another level of their training. They're looking for that one piece of the puzzle. They're looking for those small changes that can create huge results because that that's where we're at. Now, do I run into situations where a trainer need several more tools in their toolbox yeah, yeah absolutely but you know that's because we're you have to understand we're all at different stages of our life of our training journey and, and there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that everybody's going to go through a very similar process to get to where you want to go um i think sometimes and, I, and I'll just talk about myself personally. There's a Zoom call that I'm on every Thursday morning, and there's and, and you've heard me talk about this. There's a there's a group of 
very elite, what I call the, the TV guys that are on there. And then uh, there's a group of guys that have made a living their whole life training horses. There's other guys in there that have other professions that they've, they've committed their lives to. And the thing is, the thing we all have in common is that whatever career you're in, everybody learns kind of through the school of hard knocks. Everybody learns as they go. Everybody learns every day you get to spend another day, just like today. It's Monday morning, and uh, I'm just like everybody else. I got about 10,000 things to do, and I'm just hoping I get 9,000 of them done. You know, every, everybody's in that same boat. And, you know, it's just like with your training journey. We're all, you know, when I hear, when I hear somebody like, John Lyons or Chris Cox or, you know, somebody like that talk about the challenges they faced as they went through their training journey and, and learning and struggling and wondering if they're going to make it. And it makes me, I'm not saying I'm glad to hear that, but it makes me feel a little bit better that I'm not the only one that struggled out there, you know, and so I try to share that with everybody that I come in contact with, especially at my clinics, because that's, that's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of the beast. Nobody, nobody gets a pass. You're going to go through the learning process. Enjoy every step of the way. Enjoy every, enjoy every challenge. You know, I wish somebody would have sat me down, you know, 40 years ago when I when I put that first ad out, you know, when it, it said horse breaking and training. And then I think I it was you had to pay by the word. And I didn't have any money. And I think I put my name and my phone number, but I might have just put my phone number too. I'm not sure because that see my name was two more words and you had to pay per word for the advertisement in a or the ad. And of course, back then, the only way you could get anything out there was in print ads, you know, in a paper. But I remember vividly, it said horse breaking and training. So anyway, it was six or seven words, I remember. And even back then, I wish somebody back then would have sat me down and said, understand that the challenges, the struggles, they're coming. They're coming. Embrace it. Understand that you just have to have that attitude. If you never quit, you'll never fail. Meaning just keep going, keep grinding, keep showing up. You know, and, and all of us, you know, I just got, like I said, I just got back this last weekend. I'd actually been gone two weeks. I'd left on a Friday and two weeks later, I got back on a Friday morning at about mid morning, had drove, had drove most of the night to get back. Cause believe me, I was, I was ready to get home. I was craving my own bed and I wanted to get back and get back to riding my customer horses. And, uh, my guys were here and, uh, and they'd been, they'd been riding while I was gone, but you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, it's not the same, but back years ago, 
if somebody had sat me down and said, hey, it, it, the struggles are coming, embrace them, enjoy them, understand, understand that's what's making you better. You know, when I talk about horses have taught me more than I've taught them, that that's what I'm talking about because the struggles, whether it's in business, whether it's dealing with employees, whether it's dealing with, we had a, uh, I was really happy to get back because we had a, uh, they were having a bridal shower for my son Wade and his, his fiance Gentry. And it was uh, um, like a couple's shot. Well, not, I don't know what you call it, but it, there was men and women there. And it was uh, my daughter, Hannah, and her friend, Rachel, planned it. And it, of course, we had some events. It was a competition. I mean, they gave all-around buckles for the dang competitions. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work, too. Uh, I mean, but it was, it was awesome. But, uh, you know, you, there's, you end up with a lot of things pulling on your time and you know as as you uh go through this life there are going to be so many things that pull at your time horses take a lot of time i think the biggest you know what i think one of the biggest things that holds us back and i had this conversation with several people at several of the clinics and, and i usually have this and 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 I try to um, have this conversation with the group. Every morning on the second day, we always go around the group and talk about what we've learned, if we've had any aha moments, if there's something you still have a question on. But one of the things, you know, one of the things we always talk about is realistic expectations. And I think one of the most common mistakes with our horses is understanding that the the development process mentally especially has got to be on their timeline meaning you can teach and you can teach and you can teach and you can teach but it's got to be presented in a way they can figure it out and you have to keep at it till they figure it out it's no different than me working with a with a trainer slash rider, okay? I have to present what I'm sharing in a way that they understand. And then I have to continue to reinforce that and repeat it until they get it, okay? I'll give you an example. I mean, I was at one of the clinics, we were working on just working on a stop, just a stop. And one of the big things with a stop is let your horse stop. Let your horse stop and let there be a release. Okay. Well, here's a common, This and this is very, very common. I'll see someone stop their horse, and before they ever really stop their horse, and the horse's feet stop, and there is a release in there, they'll pick the bridle reins up and go back to, go to doing something else. If every time you work, every time you go to stop your horse, there's never a stop in there, and 
then immediately you go into something else, well, why would your horse ever relax in their stop? Why would your horse ever relax when they're starting to rate? Right? Because if every time you go to stop your horse, you're, you're going backwards right away, rolling them back on their hocks, you're going to do something else. Well, pretty soon as a horse gets into the bottom of their stop, you create a situation where they have anxiety because they're wondering, okay, what's coming next? What's coming next? What's coming next? Whereas if you go into a stop, you drop your hands, relax your legs and let that horse stand there even if it's for two or three or four seconds. Because when a, in a true stop, a horse stops their feet and gets off the bridle, okay? If your horse stops their feet and they're hanging on your bridle reins and you release, well, that you're teaching that horse to stop and root into your hands, okay? Just a simple, simple exercise like that, a lot of times, we're kind of screwing it up, you know, and I, at, at, there were, there was somebody at every clinic that I had to finally ride out there. And this is my, the, what I'm getting at is, is you have to explain things in a way they understand and then continue to reinforce that until they, till they get it right. But there was several, well, there were several times through the two-week period, I had to get with somebody and say, hey, we got to stop their feet. When you stop their feet, that means let them stop. Let them be dead still. Release when they get off that, when they get off that bridle rein, when they get off the bridle, release and let them sit there and, and, and enjoy that sweet spot. Because if you don't, and you start going into a stop or a turn, all your horses thinking about, okay, what comes next? They're not thinking about that release point that they're trying to find in that stop. And that's such a huge thing. It's such a simple, simple exercise, but at the same time, it's so important. And I'll be the first to admit, there was a time when I did not do that very good. I was, what happens is we are so aggressive and we're so, you know, we're all kind of micromanagers and we're thinking about the next thing before we finish the thing we were working on. And so a lot of times before we finish the task or the exercise we were working on, we're wanting to go on to the next thing. And I promise you, if you were a horse, and I was riding you, and I was doing that, at the end of the day, you wouldn't even know if you'd found the release point. You wouldn't know if you'd found the answer all day while I was riding you because you're going from one thing to another to another to another, and there's no, there's no point in there where there's a signal that says, this is what I wanted. That's what the release does. I don't think you can stress that enough. You know, that's when I talk about horses have, horses have taught me way more than I've taught them. And that is a true statement. You know, they've taught me to be patient, let things, let things play out. 
Um, some people are so much better at that than others. My son Wade is really, really good at that, being patient. My daughter Hannah is more like me. She's she's wanting it done yesterday. So for people like us, it is such a challenge, such a challenge. My wife, she's more like Wade. Her and Wade are more alike. They, she's really good at being patient and really good at letting it happen. The difference there is when she goes to ride, she teaches school all day and riding is 100% her release, her enjoyment. She feels no pressure. She doesn't put unrealistic expectations on herself. You know, she will she will push herself out of her comfort zone but at the same time if it doesn't if it doesn't go great she'll back up and and go back to fundamentals sometimes for us to be better in whatever career we pursue or whatever passion we have the biggest limiting factor is understanding what our strengths and weaknesses are. And once you understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, you can make adjustments, right? Now, with along with that, and I talk about this a lot at my clinics, understand your strengths carry you. So don't ever quit reinforcing your strengths. Like I have horses that are really good in certain things. They're really good at certain exercises and at others, they struggle a bit. I don't ever get away from my strengths. I continue to reinforce those. I continue to work on my, on my weaknesses, but I don't ever just get laser focused on my weaknesses and, and take my strengths for granted because what happens is you'll end up bringing your strengths down and your weaknesses up, but pretty soon you're just average. You're just average. You want to you wanna leave that. You want those strengths to continue to get better. And, you know, that's the same in ourselves. I'm pretty good at some things. I've worked at it a long time. I've focused on it. I've learned. I've studied. I've tried hard. I give good effort. You know, that's, I don't have a ton of ability, but, but, you know, I made up my mind a long time ago. You're not going to outwork me. Now you might outwork me, but you're going to be tired. You're going to be tired. You're going to be sore. I knew a long time ago, that that's one thing I could control. You know, I can control what time I get my butt out of bed. I can control my schedule. You know, when you're self-employed, sounds great. And being self-employed is, is great because if it's to be, it's up to me. What I do each day and how I do it, and there there's a reason you know, there's a reason why I do everything and I'm always trying, I'm always trying to be more efficient. It's just like now, um, it's the end of, we're into main schools out and the two guys that I've had working for me and I've got them trained to where they're pretty, they're good assets. 
you know, I, lo- I lose them both this month. Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at changing my operation to be more efficient, um, less dependent on part-time help. There's a point in there where there, there's a point of diminishing return in there. Bigger is not always better. In my industry, in some industries it is. In mine, for me, because here's the thing, I am the business, period. You can come work for me for five years and you still won't. You know, I can't share 40 years of experience with anybody in a short amount of time. You know, if you want to if you want to be around somebody that's got 40 years of experience, go find somebody that's got 40 years of experience. You know, if you want to be around somebody that's got 5 years of experience, go go find somebody that's got 5 years of experience. I mean, it's um you can't you know, I can help people be better, but they're not going to be me and I'm not going to be them. You know, so every everybody's everybody's an individual just like every horse is an individual and and, you know it's so it's so important that we understand that it's so important that we understand that because it's okay just being you it's okay having your way of doing things i tell everybody at all my clinics don't i I don't want somebody coming to one of my clinics going i gotta trade i gotta change everything in my program to fit this no, that's really not what I want. Now, at the same time, I'll tell you, just like when I left Bloomfield, Iowa, you know, when we were talking about, we were talking about building a foundation on a horse. Just take my, you know, take what I do and copy it. It's proven. It builds a foundation on a horse. Just copy it. That's all you got to do. I've given it to you. I've put it out there. You know, I've showed you how how to apply it. Now, I know there's always several people that even though they've taken the online course, which I know people get a ton out of the online course, I know every comment from every person that's taken the online course after they get, after they come to a clinic, because that's how it works. Usually most everybody that, that purchases the online course ends up coming to a clinic they always say, yeah, I'm even, now I'm going to be better at at applying it because what happens is when you're working on things by yourself, sometimes you're not realizing what your old muscle memory is doing. You Sometimes you don't realize where your hand position is. Sometimes you don't realize which hip you're sitting on, which, you know, which stirrup you have more weight in, where your shoulders are at in, in relation to your hips, where your hands are at. What kind of a bend do you have in your elbow? Do you have your hands high? Do you have them low? Do you have them crossing your horse's main line? Or are they staying on either side independently like they should? You know, how much how much bridge do you have between your reins, between your hands? You know, there's simple things like that that, you know, for me personally, because I'm the one that developed the program, I'm going to give you suggestions based off of what I've learned the last 40 years and that's what and then after that all you got to do is copy it copy it and apply it you're going to get the results you will get the results
you know so that you know that's one of the that's one of the things i always talk about because you don't need to revamp your whole program but at the same time if you find something that works copy it and put it in your program copy it and put it in your program it's simple it's like it's like buying a franchise franchises are a proven success method you pay for the franchise and you follow their directions that's it now at the end of the day the difference is who does the best job paying attention to details and in our business that's what separates everybody who pays the most attention to the details to the repetitions that's the difference that's the difference so I got a lot of different topics this week I'm going to talk about but that's that's the one for today well I hope you have a great week of training have a great rest of the month to all you mothers out there happy Mother's Day um, you're what makes the world go around so I was blessed with a great mother and I just uh, you know that I always tell everybody that's the most important job you'll ever have is being a mom so God bless you God bless you moms we need you everybody else have a great week of training God bless and as always today and every day be your best hey thanks for joining us on today's show to learn more about the training program that inspired the be your best podcast head over to philhagenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhagenhorsemanship on facebook or instagram this is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our training through understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics as you go through the day today i want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get one percent better whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.